The Anything Arty Show every Thursday from 8 till 9 on Waiheke Radio, 88.3 and 107.4 FM. That's the Anything Arty Show, sponsored by the artist goldsmith Studio Connections on Eroa. Call in to see Christine's latest designs or phone 372-7809 to discuss a commission. Yes, indeed it is. It's uh, Thursday evening, just after 8 o'clock here on Waiheke Radio, 88.3 and 107.4 FM. And this is the Anything Artist Show brought to you by the artist Goldsmith. And thanks to David and Christine at um, Studio Connections, Ocean View Road, for looking after us with the show, with the sponsorship. And uh, whenever you're passing there, always pop in. There's usually something, uh, some goodies in the cabinet. I keep making it sound like a bakery, but um, there's some exquisite um, art that uh, Christine does with her precious metals and gems in there. So always pop in, have a look. And uh, it's a uh, exceptionally special evening this evening um, because we have in the studio um, the new host of the Anything Arty Show. There'll be a collective sigh of relief from listeners around the island to know that we actually have somebody who's going to be taking over the show who does know something about art and will restore the show to its former glory when Emma was in the chair. Um, so it's uh, a- an absolute pleasure to uh, welcome Eve Bourne in tonight. Eve, good evening. Welcome. Kia ora, thank you. And... Uh, a number of you will remember Eve potentially because we had a conversation last year about um, about your art and your passion for art. Indeed, yeah, it was um, October, November, so something oh, like that. Yeah, and in fact, so so passionate that you've decided to come on <laughs> and take over as host of the. Mind you, you were a bit press ganged as you left, I think, after our conversation. But um, but you're here, so yeah, congratulations. No, thank you, and thank you for the opportunity. So, um, when are you actually going to um, take over? Um, as soon as I get um, my learner's license um, with all these controls, but yeah, um, perhaps towards the end of February, early March. All right, I was yeah. thinking maybe about Next half week. eight tonight. <laughs> 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 not, not a lot of like there's some buttons to push, but, but we'll get there in the end. Um, so, have you thought yet about um, some ideas for the show? What you might want to do with it? I and, haven't. And, and are they still under wraps, or are they uh, are they available to be? I can definitely um, indicate that. Um, format for the shows would be having guest speakers. Um, I have quite a few different friends and associates that are involved in all genres of art, so things like porcelain, china painting, um, scrapbooking, photography, painting, obviously. We've got wonderful painters on the island. And perhaps for each segment um, there would be an interview and then have some tips about that art genre and also about stockers and supplies where people can get um, if they haven't done that particular ah, art. Nice idea yeah. because you were trying to explain to me what, what scrapbooking was. It wasn't what I thought it was which was the old <laughs> days of taking stuff out of newspapers and a tub of glue and sticking it in a, in a big book. There's, there's That's actually right. a whole, well, whole it's, movement. It's in, built in, up on that. This. It's just a, a much more sophisticated form. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> what a delightful put down that was. It's like the more sophisticated form. Well I was I like a, um, the same as you. I actually didn't know what scrapbooking was. Um, but I have been and seen in America the stores that are dedicated to scrapbooking are serious. And in America they have, and here in New Zealand we get their programs, dedicated um, TV programs on how to scrapbook. Phenomenal. Aye. Wow. <laughs> Does, I wonder if you can get voted off, voted out the book. <laughs> Day three in book. Um, 
Now, the other thing, so that's kind of neat because then there's some, so if, if you were talking about that, for example, then you're able to give people some tips about, look, if you're into this, here's some websites exactly. to check out, here's what you yep. can get from materials and yep. make it a real practical helpful, thing. That's right, just give them more information. Um, often people are thinking about doing some type of art field and um, just to have people that encourage you. I mean, I'm here because I was encouraged too, so right. yeah. Um, encouragement is what I hope to do through the show. Nice. And then, of course, you've got um, family involved in art as well. Uh, Lots uh, of family. So there might yeah. be some whānau on the show from time Absolutely. to time? Absolutely. On both sides of our family. Um, professionals are retired, but they've all got wonderful tips and experiences to share. I'm sure the listeners would enjoy that. Fantastic. And then um, there was something else you mentioned there that I was intrigued by. Oh, no, I know what it was. You, uh, Because of all the travels uh, that you and Eric and the family have done uh, around the globe, you've kind of built to your network of, of um, people within the, the, the art mm, kind of circle, I guess, haven't definitely. you? So you've got sort of a, a, a web of oh, contacts all over the place. It's a wonderful wealth of um, contacts, and everyone wants to share that um, knowledge base um, it will just be a matter of, you know, doing a schedule that works. And I've actually I've done partly a schedule, and I've run out of time. You as scared me when, when, <laughs> when we sat down and did the first sort of look at training and what the show might be. You scared me because you'd already worked out a schedule for like the next year and, and looking at what could be done, which is phenomenal. It's so good. It's, it's just going to be so good for the show, which is fantastic. Um, now tonight we're going to. Um, be having a look at what's on around the island, some of the uh, different exhibitions that are on, some of the, uh, and and, and uh, listeners who've tuned in to me before will know that whatever tenuous link I can associate with art in any way, shape or form gets <laughs> in this show. So I think that'll get tidied up, hopefully, and be a bit more legitimate from oh. year on in. But there'll be, um, so we've got a few tenuous links to some of the things that are going on. But there's uh, some what's on stuff around the island. We'll have a look at what's on at some of the galleries. Um, we'll probably tonight have a look at the movies as well, see what's on. There's a couple of new mm-hmm. movies coming up. Uh, and in fact, uh, if we have time, I'll do a Kermit challenge. Because, uh, yeah, well, w- one of the new movies is uh, The Muppets. Yes. And um, I'm not convinced yet uh, <laughs> because I, I heard the new Kermit voice and I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know if I could do a whole movie with that. So I've got the uh, classic Kermit and the new Kermit. So we'll do a, uh, a blind uh, listening test. Like and uh, just see if we can pick the new Kermit from the old Kermit, just to see if there is a difference. And this is a very high form of heart. This is uh, <laughs> this, this is almost up there uh, along the plagiarising and uh, and, and um, forgery of great art. So I mean, I call this a uh, this is a, a major moment, a watershed moment <laughs> in broadcasting on Waikiki. Um, and the uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to start off. Um, and again, those of you who've listened into the show before will know that from time to time I pick up. Uh, talks and, and conversations that have gone on around the world and I uh, uh, the other day I managed to get hold of a um, what what I wasn't sure about I, I wasn't quite sure what it was going to be uh, to begin with when I was listening to it because um, it was all about uh, the the talk was headed um, why I it's either why I picked up or why I chose the gun um, and I thought oh that's kind of interesting and the uh, the context was it was at a um, an organization called TED which is um, an organization, well, the byline for TED is Ideas Worth Sharing. So basically they get some of the um, uh, leading thinkers um, of our time sort of, uh, uh, and just get them together and give them 40 minutes or whatever to make presentations on on their thing. 
Um, mm. But the whole premise behind whatever is delivered is it must be an idea worth sharing. So this particular talk um, is about a um, quarter of an hour's worth, but I found it, as I was getting into it, I actually found it very, very fascinating. And from an art perspective, and I've often talked about words being art form and, and the ability to hold an audience's attention uh, through storytelling as being an art form. Mm. And, and this is, this is a very much storytelling, um, a, an exceptional way of storytelling from a very, for, for, for me, what was a very unusual um, source. Um, but you'll uh, find out uh, why I would maybe, maybe call it an unusual source in a moment. Um, the gentleman's name we're going to hear for, from is Peter Van Oom. Uh, I'm not quite sure of the correct Dutch pronunciation, but it's uh, Peter Van UHM, so I'll say Oom. Um, goes for approximately 50 minutes, as I say, and I think, uh, listeners, you may well find this rather interesting. So anyway, um, grab a cup of coffee and um, have a listen to um, Why I Chose a Gun. As the highest military commander of the Netherlands uh, with troops stationed around the world, I'm really honored to be here today. When I look around this TEDx Amsterdam venue, I see a very special audience. You are the reason why I said yes to the invitation to come here today. When I look around, I see people who want to make a contribution. I see people who want to make a better world. By doing groundbreaking scientific work, by creating impressive works of art, by writing critical articles or inspiring books, by starting up sustainable businesses, and you all have chosen your own instruments to fulfill this mission of creating a better world. Some chose the microscope as their instrument. Others chose dancing or painting or making music like we just heard. Some chose the pen. Others work through the instrument of money. Ladies and gentlemen, I made a different choice. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, I share your goals. I share the goals of the speakers you heard before. I did not choose to take up the pen, the brush, the camera. I chose this instrument. I chose the gun. For you, and you heard already, being so close so this gun may make you feel uneasy. It may even feel scary. A real gun at a few feet's distance. Let us stop for a moment and feel this uneasiness. You could even hear it. Let us cherish the fact that probably most of you 
have never been close to a gun. It means the Netherlands is a peaceful country. The Netherlands is not at war. It means soldiers are not needed to patrol our streets. Guns are not a part of our lives. In many countries, it is a different story. In many countries, people are confronted with guns. They are oppressed. They are intimidated by warlords, by terrorists, by criminals. Weapons can do a lot of harm. They are the cause of much distress. Why then am I standing before you with this weapon? Why did I choose the gun as my instrument? Today, I want to tell you why. Today, I want to tell you why I chose the gun to create a better world. And I want to tell you how this gun can help. My story starts in the city of Nijmegen, in the east of the Netherlands. The city where I was born. My father was a hard-working baker. But when he had finished work in the bakery, he often told me and my brother stories. And most of the time, he told me this story I'm going to share with you now. The story of what happened when he was a conscript soldier in the Dutch armed forces at the beginning of the Second World War. The Nazis invaded the Netherlands. Their grim plans were evident. They meant to rule by means of repression. Diplomacy had failed to stop the Germans. Only brute force remained. It was our last resort. My father was there to provide it. As the son of a farmer who knew how to hunt, my father was an excellent marksman. When he aimed, he never missed. At this decisive moment in Dutch history, my father was positioned on the bank of the river Waal near the city of Nijmegen. He had a clear shot at the German soldiers who came to occupy a free country, his country, our country. He fired, nothing happened. He fired again, no German soldier fell to the ground. My father had been given an old gun that could not even reach the opposite riverbank. Hitler's troops marched on, and there was nothing my father could do about it. Until the day my father died, he was frustrated about missing these shots. He could have done something. With an old gun, not even the best marksman in the armed forces could have hit the mark. So this story stayed with me. Then in high school, I was gripped by the stories of the Allied soldiers. Soldiers who left the safety of their own homes and risked their lives to liberate a country and a people that they didn't know. They liberated 
my birth town. It was then that I decided I would take up the gun. Out of respect and gratitude for those men and women who came to liberate us. From the awareness that sometimes only the gun can stand between good and evil. And that is why I took up the gun. Not to shoot, not to kill, not to destroy, but to stop those who would do evil, to protect the vulnerable, to defend democratic values, to stand up for the freedom we have to talk here today in Amsterdam about how we can make the world a better place. Ladies and gentlemen, I do not stand here today to tell you about the glory of weapons. I do not like guns. And once you have been under fire yourself, it brings home even more clearly that a gun is not some macho instrument to brag about. I stand here today to tell you about the use of the gun as an instrument of peace and stability. The gun may be one of the most important instruments of peace and stability that we have in this world. Now this may sound contradictory to you, but not only have I seen with my own eyes during my deployments in the Lebanon, Sarajevo, and as the, National, uh, the Netherlands Chief of Defense. This is also supported by cold, hard statistics. Violence has declined dramatically over the last 500 years. Despite the pictures we are shown daily in the news, wars between developed countries are no longer commonplace. The murder rate in Europe has dropped by a factor of 30 since the Middle Ages. And occurrences of civil war and repression have declined since the end of the Cold War. Statistics show that we are living in a relatively peaceful era. Why? Why has violence decreased? Has the human mind changed? Well, we were talking on the human mind this morning. Did we simply lose our beastly impulses for revenge, for violent rituals, for pure rage? Or is there something else? In his latest book, Harvard professor Steven Pinker, and many other thinkers before him, concludes that one of the main, society, the, the main drivers uh, behind less violent societies is the spread of the constitutional state. And the introduction on a large scale of the state monopoly on the legitimized use of violence, legitimized by a democratically elected government, legitimized by checks and balances and an independent judicial system. In other words, a state monopoly that has the use of violence well under control. Such a state monopoly on violence, first of all, serves as a reassurance. It removes the incentive for an arms race between potentially hostile groups in our societies. 
Secondly, the presence of penalties that outweigh the benefits of using violence tips the balance even further. Abstaining from violence becomes more profitable than starting a war. Now, non-violence starts to work like a flywheel. It enhances peace even further. Where there is no conflict, trade flourish. And trade is not an important incentive against violence. With trade, there's mutual interdependency and mutual gain between parties. And when there is mutual gain, both sides stand to lose more than they would gain if they started a war. War is simply no longer the best option. And that is why violence has decreased. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the rationale behind the existence of my armed forces. The armed forces implement the state monopoly on violence. We do this in a legitimized way only after our democracy has asked us to do so. It is this legitimate, controlled use of the gun that has contributed greatly to reducing the statistics of war, conflict and violence around the globe. It is this participation in peacekeeping missions that has led to the resolution of many civil wars. My soldiers use the gun as an instrument of peace. And this is exactly why failed states are so dangerous. Failed states have no legitimized, democratically controlled use of force. Failed states do not know of the gun as an instrument of peace and stability. That is why failed states can drag down a whole region into chaos and conflict. That is why spreading the concept of the constitutional state is such an important aspect of our foreign missions. That is why we are trying to build a judicial system right now in Afghanistan. That is why we train police officers, we train judges, we train public prosecutors around the world. And that is why, and in the Netherlands we are very unique in that, that is why the Dutch constitution states that one of the main tasks of the armed forces is to uphold and promote the international rule of law. Ladies and gentlemen, looking at this gun, we are confronted with the ugly side of the human mind. Every day, I hope that politicians, diplomats, development workers can turn conflict into peace and threat into hope. And I hope that one day armies can be disbanded and humans will find a way of living together without violence and oppression. But until the, that, that day comes, we will have to make ideals and human failure meet somewhere in the middle. Until that day comes, I stand for my father, who tried to shoot the Nazis with that old gun. I stand for my men and women 
who are prepared to risk their lives for a less violent world for all of us. I stand for this soldier who suffered partial hearing loss and sustained permanent injuries to her leg when she was hit by a rocket on her mission in Afghanistan. Ladies and gentlemen, until the day comes when we can do away with the gun, I hope we all agree that peace and stability do not come free of charge. It takes hard work, often behind the scenes. It takes good equipment and well-trained, dedicated soldiers. I hope you will support the efforts of our armed forces to train soldiers like this young captain and provide her with a good gun instead of the bad gun my father was given. I hope you will support our soldiers when they are out there, when they come home, and when they are injured and need our care. They put their lives on the line for us, for you, and we cannot let them down. I hope you will respect my soldiers, this soldier with this gun, because she wants a better world, because she makes an active contribution to that better world, just like all of us here today. Thank you very much. Waiheke Radio says thanks to Island Tree Care for giving us a carpet to walk on and a kitchen to keep our DJs and visitors refreshed. Island Tree. Hi, I'm Darby. Hi, and I'm Joan. Join us every Friday night at 6pm as we bring you sports news, results and reviews from Waiheke, national and international, with interviews from local and national sports personalities. And don't forget Joan's knitting report. It can't be ignored. show every Thursday from 8 till 9 on Waiheke Radio 88.3 and 107.4 FM That's the Anything Artie Show sponsored by the Artist Goldsmith Studio Connections on Eroa. Call in to see Christine's latest designs or phone 372 7809 to discuss a commission Well, I hope you all enjoyed that. Um, it was very thought-provoking from Peter. Um, I am going to go on with what's on Waiheke, and there's a lot of um, art um, exhibitions going on this week and weekend. Uh, the first at Waiheke Community Art Gallery at Artworks in Oniroa. Um, exhibitions open Friday from 6pm for figures in the landscape in the main gallery. 
This is gold, silver and other precious colours in this small gallery. Um, we've got the Red Shed Gallery with Jennifer Fountain's Garden of Eden exhibition. Runs for the month of February from 10 to 4pm on weekends. That's down at Palm Beach or at 74A Palm Road. Um, the wonderful bookstore Tivoli in Oniroa. Um, we've just got a listing for it being open. I don't know if there's any particular exhibitions at the moment. They were, um, they were having the uh, illuminations, uh, the Turkish. I believe That's there were right. Turkish illuminations, not as in the Blackpool illuminations. <laughs> which is, see, this is where I was. This is my my knowledge of art was down the toilet. At, no, you're right. Because um, um, Liz Turkish. said, "Oh, we're having the illumination, Turkish <laughs> illuminations," and I. So I, of course, uh, immediately started around. Oh, brilliant! You know, I, I remember the Blackpool illuminations. <laughs> really, she's looking at me completely blankly, going, "No," um, but you know what illuminations are, don't yeah, you? Yeah, the, I believe they're Turkish um, figurines. Um, there was a bit of write-up in last week's paper, but that's on, you're right, that is showcasing at the it's moment. A, yeah, it's on what they call the wall down there, which is really nice, and it's a series of, uh, I think there's maybe, up, I'm, get, uh, I'm plucking it, there might, there's a, somewhere between 12 and 20, which is a you know, scope there, <laughs> error, um, of these, uh, they're like prints, uh, maybe a foot by foot, foot and a half by foot and a wow. half. Um, and it's almost like the, uh, the illuminations is in a form, I guess, of uh, what the, what was done in the early book writing. So you'd have these incredible uh, illuminations at the beginning of a chapter, for example, um, as mm. a picture at the, at the beginning of a piece of text. It sounds fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, it's quite something to go and have a look. So I will definitely, definitely have to check that out. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay, and we've got Upcycle at Artworks in Oniroa. And... That is showing images for Waitangi Day until February 16. Also at Artworks, Incubator, which is, that's only just recently opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that was about November. We had, uh, was it about November or so last year? Uh, yeah. We had a conversation with Nancy last week about that. Um, we've had a couple of the um, artists on the show, um, uh, uh, sort of had conversations with them, I should say, on the show, and then uh, caught up with Nancy last week and... It's going to be there, I think, till... Well, it's going to be there till the new library development, which is ah, June right. time, I think, something like that. Okay. And then... Um, so a few months. Yeah, a few months. Mm. And, then the, and then part of the conversation coming up, I think, is what's going to happen to the library once the new... To the current library once the new one's built. Right. As to whether that idea of incubator can carry on in that space or not. Wow. You know, it, 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 depending. Yeah. But I think... Every islander and and the and the and everybody else has uh, got an idea about what we can Wandering. do with the old library yep. space. Definitely. Make it the new supermarket. Make it an auxiliary <laughs> supermarket. Then we don't have to build the big one in Austin. How would that be? And there's no Pahutakawa trees. To there's no Pahutakawa trees, so there'd be no controversy. <laughs> would there? Or, or we could probably find controversy about something. <laughs> I reckon if we did it as a uh, a, uh, a mini countdown, that would be the way mini, to go. A mini countdown. Mini yeah. countdown. <laughs> Well, Artworks Incubator is showcasing um, some beautiful works. I've seen a few of them uh, briefly, um, and they've got emerging working artists there every day through February. And that um, incubator has got, I think, the weaver. The, there's woven works at the moment. Yeah, they've had um, they had a collection over Waitangi weekend of four or five different. Um, artists. There was a couple of weavers in there. There was a, a block printer. 
Wow. Just uh, some painters. Just, uh-huh. but that weaving work that's still, I think it's still in the window, is it? It's it is suspended. suspended. Mm. It's just, it is. It captivating. Such, yeah, yeah. And it's such a great idea where. Um, as you walk, just as you're wandering around artworks, you can you can have a look through the window, or even just wander in and see an artist actually working away. Which oh, is it's just wonderful! Fan- it's just fantastic. Yeah, um, I also noticed that Catherine Mitchell Art Centre is there's courses available now. I don't know what the extent of them are, but if people have um, access to the website, um, if they look under CMART Centre. Dot org dot nz. There's more information on these courses, and I'm picking because they are in our publication. They are here on the island, but yeah, I yeah. I will go and have a bit more homework there. So that's www.cmartcentre. That's all one word. dot org dot nz. So there's usually a bit of variety there between uh, knitting and uh, some. Oh. I think some. Uh, Oh no! I'm going to pluck it again. So, um, but there's, there's, I know there's, there's no poetry. There's, as well. no there's poetry. <laughs> I'm, no not, I'm not helping you in the show here at all. There's, there's poetry there, of course, because we had um, uh, some of the island poetry festival. Uh, a number of pieces of their work was was uh, presented there, which was fantastic. Oh, fantastic! Okay. And then uh, there's there's nothing goes on. There's a whole raft of uh, some fantastic right. things down at the Mitchell Centre. Right. Mitchell Centre. Yeah. I should check it out, and I can feed more information back to the listeners. Okay, um, and I think we did go over the um, Waiheke Community Arts Centre. It actually says 6pm, um, so it's an evening Friday. Friday at 6pm, and this is a n- exhibition opening. And I'm just reading, there's a bit more information about what's in the exhibition, figurines in the landscape of the main gallery in gold, silver and other precious colours. Yeah, so there's two in in that um, Jan Negro or Negro is um, one of the uh, figurative artists who who was a Waikiki resident. Um, she's going to be there as well as you oh, and McLeod, the sculptor. Oh wow, uh, that's great! Is exhibiting uh, Peter Nichols, Walker and Hall Art Award winner of um, uh, oh no, sorry, Rebecca Wallace, who is a Walker and Hall Art Award winner, 2011 finalist. Uh, so just recently, just yes, um, just last year, in fact. That's brilliant. Um, and then there's some stuff in the small gallery, because what's neat about the one up here is they've got three three for the three for the free price, three for nothing, because um, there's the main gallery, the small gallery, and then the what they call the annex. So there's usually get three different exhibit exhibitions on at the one time. So it's it's kind of neat, and they're usually in different. Um, disciplines, so that yes. you might have painting and stuff Quite one separate. and one. Then with this one, you've got some ceramics and jewellery and another, so you can kind of, if you don't like the one, you, there's usually something, something in there that you know, would attract your attention. Right. For yeah, yeah. Otherwise, and there's always the gift um, store area. It's a cracker, right? Eh? Yeah. yeah. Saved my Christmas on one occasion, <laughs> I have to say. Oh, and a birthday. Saved the birthday as well on one occasion, too, which was great. Well done. <laughs> And okay. we've got the, um, the Casita Miro. They've got a dinner concert. Now, we mentioned this a couple of weeks back. This was uh, mm. Soul Food International, um, soprano Clementine Lovell, and she's going to be uh, performing with Little Sister, our very own uh, Waiheke-based quartet. Uh, they're going to do two concerts at Casita Miro, one on February 15 and one on February 17. Uh, and this is a little bit different because it's going to be done over a long Italian uh, lunch. Oh, no, long Italian dinner. dinner. Sorry, long, long Italian dinner. Um, and I think it's about 120 bucks a ticket or something like that. 
but that's your meal and um, and the concert as well. And it's limited to 60 tickets. It's only 60 tickets. Oh. And that's just going to sell out. Well, actually, so the, only, it's gonna only 59 now. Oh, is that right? Have you already decided? <laughs> well, I think it sounds like one of those events that's too good to miss. Well, look at that. 59. So for any events <laughs> on 59, 58, going, going. So, yeah, that, those tickets will disappear. You can phone um, on 372-7854, and that looks like it. Will, there was an article in uh, recently. Got a five four, I've got a 4-4. Four four. Two different numbers. <laughs> I've got, I've got I'm trying to sell the tickets try, here. Try this. And here it's got a 3727844. And where you're looking, it's got a 3727854. So um, try one Good or point. other of those numbers. There you go. Casito Mira. Casito Mira. You yeah. can always find look it. Up. And, uh, yeah, look it up. <laughs> go on, I didn't look it up yourself. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> and um, want yeah, so, so check them out because that, that would be a fantastic evening on there, I reckon. Um, now, this other one that was quite... Now, you mentioned it about uh, Kelly Dina's creative getaway, um, Aura Pew Bay. Yes. Um, this sounds quite interesting because it's a personalised art, food and mm. walking getaway. Um, so it's a one to three day um, uh, programme. It's 125 per day, which includes accommodation or 100 a day without accommodation. So that's kind of a nice idea where, where you, uh, I guess you almost really immerse yourself in the whole thing. That's right, um, 100%. Which would be really interesting, eh? So that's, it's um, pretty, um, I did read that and think the accommodation for 25 for a night, that's actually a pretty amazing deal. Yeah, uh, given that you get your food in there as well, plus yeah. all, all, of, you know, all the tuition and everything else, or whatever's involved in that uh, personalised art. How do people um, get in contact occasion. with them? So I think that's fantastic. Uh, people get in contact uh, off our... Uh, you can get Kelly on uh, 3472 is the island number, 3472. Um, if you're visiting, you'd put a 372 in front of that to make it 3723472. And that's for the Creative Getaway or a Pube. Um, so that sounds like a very interesting way of doing some things in there. Um, I have to say, I was. You're right. That um, that talk by Peter was uh, was a really interesting one. It, 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 there's a visual bit in there that, of course, with radio, um, you kind of lose a little bit. But it came early on when he was talking about um, his lead up to talking about why he chose a gun. When he said, "I didn't choose a pen. I didn't right. choose a." A, uh, what is it, um, a paintbrush, etc. I chose right. this, and then there was a bit of a silence so, with a couple of click clicks, and, and that, missed, yeah, the visual. As, yeah, as uh, as listeners would have probably picked up, was when uh, one of his soldiers brought out a uh, semi-automatic weapon um, mm. and uh, uh, disarmed it, took the, the um, uh, cartridge case out, etc. Um, of the magazine, but um, it, it's just it was fascinating the response of the audience at that moment in time. Right, it was. Uh, we were just saying off air, it was like um, it, people didn't know how to react um, to that event because the, the occasion, a, a, a TED occasion, is um, full of uh, people who are, I guess would like to consider themselves creative and enlightened thinkers. So it, mm. it really is all about future opportunities. How do you create a better planet and all that kind of stuff? How do you right. use technology for the enhancement of mankind, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And amongst a whole lot of other just really fascinating and creative things. So to have a soldier come out right, with amongst a weapon amongst that, it really was a sense of, as he expressed, a sense of being really uncomfortable. Definitely. And what do we do? How do we respond to this? Yeah. This is not This is not what I was expecting. We have to give him a chance. It, it was just, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. So I, as I mentioned to you, it was like, um, it was like 
somebody who's delivered really insightful, biting satire, you're just not quite sure how you're meant to respond. And it's very awkward and uncomfortable, yeah. and you look for a lead from somebody. But um, it well, was, very subdued until... Well, I, for me, it was until he his explanation, and that's where the story for me came in, in terms of his ability to certainly... certainly keep my attention till the end of that time period right. and almost suspend judgment. So on, I, I still think this is an evil thing to do or a good thing to sure. do or whatever, but yeah. there was, a, there was a, the ability just to hold my ability to You're, suspend that judgment for that moment in time until it, which is, it um, needed to do, which is... is it's wonderful because uh, for how long? 15 minutes. 15 minutes to be able to do that. And were you convinced after that? Um, I, I can absolutely see his and appreciate his belief and conviction uh, and view about uh, his belief about the good that a gun can do in some situations. Right. So, um, yeah, I could absolutely see... So it's very thought-provoking. Oh, it's huge, huge. It was just fantastic. We like that. Um, Now, you've got some music lined up, haven't you? We have, yes. And then we might come back and have a look at the movies and and what else. It's um, um, a wonderful Auckland band, um, Ardija, and... This one particular song is um, Haere Mai, and it's a little bit more, um, well, they, their album cover is called Polyfunk, and so it's got a little bit more, um, it's not the traditional version at least, but I thoroughly enjoy it, and it's very uplifting, and I hope that is um, the same experience you have. In their intro, I'll just read what they've got. Um, in the Chaos and Confusion and anger and sadness in the world, there is a beauty, a beautiful happiness. My word for that is Adija, the soul, the soul of all emotion. Adija, create a light, a radiance of hopefulness, be you on a dark, dark city night street, or on a sunny, sunny beach where you are surrounded by poisonous purple jellyfish. Aroha nui. Thank you. 
Tom Darby. Hi, and I'm Joan. Join us every Friday night at 6pm as we bring you sports news, results and reviews from Waiheke, national and international, with interviews from local and national sports personalities. And don't forget Joan's knitting report. It can't be ignored. is your Friday Drive Show. Join Trevor Summers every Friday at four o'clock. Well, we'll be checking up what's happening over the weekend, looking at the local weather and lots more besides. Thanks to the continued support of HF, the best Indian restaurant on Waiheke. So that's stepping out four o'clock every Friday. See you there. You're listening to the Anything Arty show on Waiheke Island. All right, that was me. <laughs> See, pure professionalism, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So he's looking at me going, well, it's you. And I'm going, ah, ah, ah. Uh, Yes, indeed, Waiheke Radio 88.3 and 107.4 FM. And uh, thanks to the artist Goldsmith, David and Christine, for sponsoring the show and looking after us. And uh, check them out at Ocean View Road um, on Aroa at Studio Connections. And of course, you can always have a conversation with them about uh, a commission work. So um, have a conversation in there with David or, or Christine and get up uh, to the studio. Um, she's always got some beautiful pieces in there. Um, now, all things pasta. We've got all things pasta. We've got the cinema um, and, a, and a couple of odds and ends. Um, uh, cinema movies, yes, new movies. Uh, what have we got? Oh, about 10 minutes ago. Right, well. Um, the Muppets. Uh, the Muppets. <laughs> Don't look at me when you say Muppet. <laughs> it's like, oh, Muppet. Yes, the Muppets, yes. We've got the uh, the Kermit challenge. That's right. See if you can spot the original and the uh, new Kermit is going to be the way to go. Uh, but uh, pasta, do you, um, do you do spaghetti? Do you do, do I you love pasta? spaghetti. I love spaghetti. spaghetti. I was uh, reading a story um, which I found quite interesting about uh, spaghetti. And it was... Um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this. Um, it's spaghetti, <laughs> spaghetti and art. Spaghetti art. Yes, no, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> spaghetti the, the, the is way. art. The art form of making pasta. <laughs> I'm sure I can get away with this. Um, and... It was interesting because uh, uh, the comment that had been made by uh, Massimo uh, Mancini is a uh, third-generation farmer in Italy who who makes um, uh, who m- makes pasta, but also grows the wheat to make the pasta. Wow! Um, but his uh, a comment that that I found interesting that he was he made was um, that with wine and cheese and bread and olives and stuff being made everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. So it used to be unique to regions and often unique or, or countries, and then even with that in that unique to regions, but. Over the years, a lot of that has changed. Definitely. So, yeah. So even as we know on our own island here, and um, we've got some phenomenal bread makers, we've got you know phenomenal olive producers, uh, wine producers, um, cheese makers, etc. Yep. From but the he was up. saying, in amongst all of that, um, people still look to Italy for their pasta. Mm. So it's kind of like what's happened with some of those other foods hasn't yet happened with pasta. Hmm. Um, now, what, how accurate that is, I'm, I'm not quite sure because I know, of course, we would just look across to Australia, um, you know, acres and acres and acres and acres and acres of uh, pasta, yeah. of, of, of wheat, wheat farming. Um, yeah. However, the manufacturer, of, and of course, a very strong Italian uh, uh, connection there, uh, and uh, certainly in some parts of Australia where uh, where the wheat farming goes on. Um, 
But uh, this guy, uh, uh, Massimo Mancini, they built, uh, or he built a, a, a pastificio. <laughs> pastificio, which is, that's the actual building in the premises that you make the pasta in. Now, apparently it's unusual to have the manufacturing as part of the growing place. So usually somebody will grow it and then they cart it off to right. the manufacturing part of it. So it's unusual to have a farmer who grows and manufactures. Um, but he, he built this uh, pastificio uh, where where the uh, makes a whole range of pastas. What intrigued me was a couple of things. One, he, he grows two different types of wheat that blends together for a pasta. Right. So one of the uh, uh, types of wheat is called Levante, and that helps maintain the form of the pasta. So I didn't even know that different wheat had different potential properties of what it did, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So apparently yeah. this Levante uh, wheat helps hold the actual form of the pasta so it doesn't, I guess, just break down and become just a blob somewhere. <laughs> and then um, San Carlo is the other wheat that he grows, and that apparently gives it elasticity. So you can actually, mm. rather than just be really brittle and fall apart, you've got some give in it, if you like. Right. Um, so for uh, different dishes... It- it would either yeah, you, you, pasta and, would work. And then I guess you'd have, whether you're doing your spaghetti or, or, or your... Um, um, ravioli. Penna, your ravioli or whatever. <laughs> so there's different things you do with it. Um, but then what they do is they, they pass the, the dough through what they call a dye. So that's not a coloured dye, but it's a, a machine that actually roughens the surface of wow. the dough. So you end up with the pasta having a rough surface to it. Mm. And I thought... Interesting, but but it wasn't. But then the explanation of why you do that, and then suddenly the world just changed for me completely. You put the roughness in the pasta, so the sauce Can sticks stick. to the pasta. Yeah, you knew that, didn't you? <laughs> you see, you, you, you but, knew that. But it's a um, true I, fact. Not many people would know that. But I hadn't. Thank you. This makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. I had. I, I thought. Well, the other bingo, thing is because all the pasta I typically get, it just the sauce just falls, falls off. off. Yeah. And you end up with a spoonful of pasta. And how unappetising is that? But the, the fact is, in New Zealand, I'm not sure we actually have access to a lot of that either, which is why a lot of people do their home. Not, yeah, I don't, but I shall start making. to look. And, and I guess one of the, <laughs> one of the, I, I'll be inspecting the pasta <laughs> from now on. So, um, so, I'm, so I, I, I thought that was fantastic. The other thing they do in this place is they hang the spaghetti to dry, so they, they don't kiln dry this Ooh. thing or, or bake dry or whatever. They actually hang the spaghetti to dry. They leave it for about fifty hours to air dry. Wow! And and you see this this uh, room full. It's like um, it's like giant uh, hanging files. It's like wow. a room full of. Yes. It's just all past. It's I just all spaghetti it. hanging there in <laughs> racks. It's absolutely phenomenal. So check it out next time you're looking at your pasta. Just have a if you can feel through the packet. <laughs> spaghetti, you don't want to be breaking it. Otherwise, you get like a bag of broken biscuits. You get a bag of broken spaghetti you get thrown out of the shop. But. See if you can detect any roughness in the texture. That means the chances are your sauce is your spaghetti gonna sauce stick is going to stick to the, Yeah, it's going to stick better. So give it a shot and see what happens. I can't believe you knew. I should have known. The world of travels, you guys. You would have come across this before. Uh, so there I've, you go. I've got a yeah. Portuguese friend, and um, yeah, they do a lot of pasta dishes. and <laughs> It is amazing, though, what you live and learn and find out about. Where did you find that out from, by the way? Um, I found that through um, through my. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, I can't tell you. It's, a <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of those things I knew. It's, it's one of those many worldly things that I know. I found it in uh, Monocle magazine. Oh, that's excellent. Um, which I've, I've, uh, Spaghetti is art. 
pull the, well it is yes so it's an art, think form. It's an art form it is. well you end up with a um what do you call it what do you, an abstract sort of uh, <laughs> all over your white t-shirt if you, uh, if you eat abstract art like me, abstract art but the finish of it um let's uh should we have a look at the movies in the little time that we have left we can let's do so it let's, should we do that yeah. all right so uh Right, what have we got? So tonight, uh, oh, well, it's too late for this, but I'll tell you very <laughs> I like doing it on Thursday because by the time I tell you about this, it's too late, show's over. Um, but tonight was the start of the Sherlock Holmes, A, a Game of Shadows. So that's just oh, started tonight. This is the second Sherlock Holmes movie. It's got the uh, same lead actors as before. So it's got uh, Robert Jude Downey Law Jr. and Robert Downey Jr. Yep. And um, it's got Jared Harris as Moriarty, the arch enemy of uh, the oh. nemesis of Sherlock Holmes. And um, Jared Harris, if anybody has been watching or watched uh, Mad Men, which was the yes. kind of spoof of the uh, agencies. Right. Um, Jared played Lane, um, uh, what was his name? Lane Price, who was the English partner in the second series I think he came in and he was like the accountant who came in so he played uh, Jared played Lane Price but he plays uh, Moriarty in um, Sherlock Holmes Excellent. The only thing for me I, I, I enjoyed the first one I have to say but I had some mates who had been to see the second one and they said it's all filmed in the dark Mm, I hate, it, I, it drives me up the wall Have you seen it? Yes have seen, I have seen it Was it a goodie? It, it, it is um, one of those movies that um uh, it's not sepia toned, but it's, it certainly feels like that for most oh, of. Oh right, okay. Um, but having said that, I love most of Robert Downey Jr.'s work, so I'll look forward to going to see that. It was interesting casting for that role because he's quite a quirky. In fact, it's very quirky, and it goes against definitely anything else that's been filmed up until this point. Wow! Um, from the typical sort of uh, yeah. almost like the Eng- English gentleman type yes. stuff, even though he's a you know a bit of a dark side to him. But this, yeah, it was a bit of inspired casting for that. So we're going to miss that. So I'm going to miss that, but that's going to be back on again yeah. uh, Saturday. It's playing again, and uh, and then it's, it's going to be on for a long run. Uh, well, Hopefully. a longest run on again Tuesday as well next week too. Okay. Um, what else we got on we, there? We've got tomorrow, Friday, 10 February, uh, Buck. Buck, I don't know what that one is. That's a new one? That's a yeah, new one? at 5pm, 8pm, The Salt of Life. I I'm not sure. Oh! It's the final. No, no. I was going to make something up about that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> anyway. Has it got anything to do with spaghetti? Gone. No, I could have. That's what I was thinking about it. Salt spaghetti, yeah, possibly. Um, Iron Ladies on uh, on Saturday along with Holmes and this is it, The Muppets. This is The Muppets' new movie new that starts on Saturday the 11th. Now, look, I'll have to do this quickly because I'm, I'm rattling on. Um, so I'm going to cut right across your E for this. Go we're going to have the Kermit spot the original. So he, here's what we're going to do, folks. See if you can determine... If there's a difference between the voice of Kermit in this movie and a voice of what I would call the classic Kermit, I'd be surprised if there wasn't because the original guy's dead now. I think. <laughs> but, however, um, it's one of those things where when you hear a voice, you kind of go, oh, "I don't know, it doesn't quite do it." So, have a listen and tell me if you could, if you believe this is really Kermit or not. About artistic integrity, not cheap tricks. I don't care what anybody says. I believe in you and you. No, okay. Big number, chickens check your guns uh-huh. Yeah, what's that? Uh, uh, what was that all about? Can I run a show with people pulling dumb stunts like that all the time? So you see now, now the first one was a new one yeah. Second one was the old Original. one Original Yeah, now I'm going to run them both together Big number, chickens check your guns uh-huh. Yeah, what's that? So that's uh, uh, original. What was that all about? I don't care what anybody says no, There's a new one I see? believe in you and you. Can quite, I run a show with people pulling dumb stunts like that all the time? Back to the original See, there's a difference, eh? Hey? Like, I reckon there's a difference It's a bit 
wet the first, <laughs> the, the new one. That's superb. What a classic way of putting it. It's a bit wet. I like that. That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It needs work. It needs a bit of work on it. So there you go. Anyway, that one's on, and there's a bundle of others. Just check so are out you rushing out on Saturday to go see this at 2pm? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't think I will. I might wait for the DVD if I'm going to do it. Um, but I did like um, oh, the Muppets were my favourite. Uh, I have to say I thoroughly enjoyed them. We've grown up with the Muppets. We have. All right. Well, we're out of here. Um, yeah. So, um, Eve, thank you so much for thank allowing you. me to come in as part of, you, part of your show. <laughs> Thanks for joining Yippee! me on my show, Dougal. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, you can hear the show again on uh, Sunday afternoon at 1pm. And listen again anytime at www.waihikiradio.org.nz. And uh, next week, uh, Eve will be in the main chair, and I'll just be uh, uh, tootling along quietly in the background. So, um, till next week, bye now. Waihiki Radio. Radio.